I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And we are bringing you melanin. In medicine. Hey now. <laughs> so, um, the point of this podcast is basically geared towards helping minority students get into medical school, yeah. and we want to be a resource that we wish we had uh, oh, yeah. going through undergrad especially, um, but even going through high school, just figuring out, okay, I want to be a doctor, now what? So, um, yeah, we just have a bunch of bomb resources and different programs and different experiences um, yeah experiences to bring to you guys right and so we just want to share that with you and hear some of yours and definitely just overall better ourselves so that we can get more uh more representation in medicine you know what I mean? more of that melanin Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so today or this episode we're just going to basically introduce ourselves so i'll start yeah uh, my name's kia I am a 24-year-old black woman, and I graduated with my degree in biology in 2016, and I had no idea, basically, like, about how to be a doctor when I first started college, and it was kind of just like I Googled everything, researched everything, and figured it all out for myself. I ended up doing a post-bac program last year, um, and we'll definitely shout out different post-bac programs, give you more resources on what a post-bac program is, but I did one, and uh, I'm in the process of applying to medical school this year now, so, yeah. Yeah, so, that was lovely, Kia. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Paula. You're welcome. So, I'm Florence, and I'm also 24 years old. Um, um, I graduated from undergrad in 2016 as well. I guess I am in the process of, well, I'll be starting medical school this next fall. fall. Yeah, <laughs> I have to remind myself. Yep, this next <laughs> fall. Um, I, I guess a lot of the stuff that I figured out, out about medical school and what to do was just from like Google and research and more stuff like that and like advice from various people. So we'll touch upon a lot of those different things as we go through this podcast. Cool. Yeah. So today uh, we have like a few pointers that we just want to hit on about ourselves to give you a little more insight on who we are. So the first one is what made you choose being a doctor? So go ahead. Okay. So I guess for me, that that was always like a question I like really struggled with because I feel like I never had like that clear cookie cutter answer. But I feel like after going through the process and the applications and everything, I feel like for me, I feel like medicine really chose me. Um, I just feel like everything that requires you to be a doctor is a lot of the characteristics that I uphold as a person. So I feel like I naturally I was drawn to the field because of everything that my personality like entitles. So I feel like it's like my natural calling. So what about you, Kia? Cool. Um, so I definitely chose to be a doctor based on job stability first. I I mean just in general. Well, <laughs> yeah. when I was thinking about like what career I wanted to go into, mm -hmm. job stability was like at the forefront. And so my mom really always emphasized uh, the reason you go to college is to get that job stability or just to know, or job security. Yeah. So, um, and, and to definitely choose a field where you could see yourself progressing and you don't want to hit basically a wall yeah, like a early on right, right in your career. So I um, definitely went in with that mindset and I knew, my mom always emphasized, you know, people are always going to be born, people are always going to be hurt, people are always sadly going to die so she was like you know working at, in a morgue working as a physician working in a hospital things like that those yeah. are things that people will need and she even she's a teacher and she even said like I mean god forbid if there were robots to like 
teach people. She was like, it just wouldn't work. They have to have that a person. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you want that type of job. So when you choose your career, think about that. <laughs> um, but most definitely. So I thought about, you know, other options. And I actually found a site that said, if you think you want to do something other than be a doctor, try it. <laughs> and that was like intimidating. And so yeah, everything that I considered I might enjoy, thought I would do like forensic science, thought I would do like um, lawyer or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just really, I feel like as a physician, I really appreciate the opportunity to help people in a really in-depth way. And you also get insight on some of, some of people's most vulnerable moments. Yeah. And I think that's a great opportunity to connect with people. Definitely. And uh, it's most definitely like something very specific to, you know, being a physician or yeah. being in the medical field. But I wanted a leadership position in the medical field. I, know. I guess one thing I really love is like in the medical field, there's always that like curiosity in your job too. True. Like you're always like, you have to keep up with like the latest technology, the latest procedures. Research. Yeah, research. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't fall behind that because... We yeah. can do your job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So that, it's That's a growing. Something. Yeah, it's a it, growing field. Yeah. So you'll never get bored like what you were saying. For sure. So that was like main, like one of the things. And then just, yeah, that, that connection. I really appreciate connecting with people. So that was Aww. special to me. A little tug at my heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, go ahead. Okay. So I guess, I guess next, next we'll just, yeah, we'll talk about what we didn't know oh, when God. we decided we want to go go started this adventure yeah be doctors um so first thing i did not know i didn't know about well i didn't know what to major in oh yeah yeah absolutely no clue so (laughs) um and we'll talk about majors for sure and upcoming episodes and like what to choose um how to choose what you love and and going through what you love and using that to help you get into medical school. So we'll talk about all that and things okay. like that. Finding your passion. Right. I guess for me, one thing that I didn't know was that you even had to take an MCAT. I know that oh. sounds... No, that's true. That sounds really slow, but no. I didn't even know there yeah. was an MCAT until... Um, it was actually a guy who was dating at the time. We were, uh, we were like talking about what classes we were going to take the next semester, and he was like... Yeah, my advisor was like, we should sign up for the MCAT in April. And I was like, what's the MCAT? (laughs) That's that's hard. I know. Yeah, and like when I found out about the MCAT, I think I was a sophomore in college. And this girl, um, she was just like, oh my goodness, I, I need to hurry up and take the MCAT before it changes. And I was like change what's changed well girl i'm like okay so the mcat why are you trying to hurry and take it and why she's like that's like the act for medical school and i was like oh oh i did terrible on the real act <laughs> so you know and she's like on top of it girl graduated with her undergrad in like three years and oh, doing gosh. great things with her life but um yeah i was highly intimidated at that point yeah. and it's really crappy to feel like you're behind before you even realize where you are yeah yeah and that's honestly one of the things that's just like i wish i would have known but who how would i have known yeah. to look into that i mean i guess you know because it's like there that. are all these books that's like oh a pre-med student what they should do but i feel like the books don't really come at it with the angle of like the actual student True. It's more like the stuff you can Google. Yeah, it's a very is, cookie cutter yeah, kind of answer. And it's very vague. It's not like A, B, C. Like, you should do this. So. Right. Um, oh, so you said MCAT. Yeah. One MCAT. other thing I didn't know. <laughs> Residency. Oh. I have no idea how that works or had no idea how that yeah. works. I didn't even know there was, like, more 
there's like a whole internship after you finish school and it's paid that's nice but there's more you're not you know practicing on your own yet I was just like wow there's this never ends (laughs) (laughs) is there any more for you um I guess my thing is um finding a mentor I think for Mm -hmm. me like early on I wish I would have found a mentor and that's another reason why we're doing this podcast so that those of you who don't really know what you're doing like and you don't have a mentor hopefully like our words and our experiences and our advice can help you figure it out a little bit or at least make it your own because everyone's path in this journey is so different and very different that's one thing that's really special about going into this field is that everyone gets to the same place but at different times and at different points in their life yeah yeah and that's important like you cannot try to compare yourself to everyone in that in oh no because you will like fall hard if you compare yourself to the student that's getting complete hundreds on all of their exams and they're always going to act stressed and they're never going to be stressed like they're fine (laughs) (laughs) but they're always going to be like oh my goodness or or you have the people who are just naturally not stressed at all and you're like oh well I don't have to study because so and so never studies but at the same time it's like you aren't the same person (laughs) you need to just take what you can that's definitely one thing I had to learn most definitely yeah so um oh what's next um, I guess do we can go into why we chose our majors and our minors. Absolutely, yeah. Anything? Yeah. So I remember I basically chose my major off of um, a class that I took my senior year of high school, and oh it was gosh. AP Biology. It was extremely hard. My teacher was very aggressive with <laughs> biology. She was just. It was, she taught it like a college class. And I, I even say, even after being in like undergrad, mm-hmm. there's classes, I, her class was definitely hard. Like it was one of the hardest college classes I've had. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, um, yeah, that class killed me. So I got a C and, <laughs> <laughs> and I was really bad at biology. I struggled really hard that year, but it, I knew I wanted to be a doctor or something yeah. in medicine. And that challenge, like, that was the first time that I felt challenged in high school. Okay. And so, for me, I measure my success. You know, I measure how accomplished I feel based on how hard I work. Mm -hmm. So, if I can look back and I can be like, wow, like, I was crawling through mud and needles and needles and everything. (laughs) But I made it. But I made it. You made it. (laughs) And that is, like, worth so much to me. So, I I really like the feeling of feeling accomplished. I I finished that class. I high-fived her. I was like, yes. Like, done but like choosing my biology major I was even like you know girl you struggled but you're not gonna you know you're gonna make it Mm -hmm. and getting my degree I I teared up for sure I was just like man like I chose this major assuming you can change it you know which is never the way you want to go about it but um yeah I chose my major and I was like if I'm bad I'll just change it and I never changed it I was really proud of that and then my minors I minored in French I didn't want, I mean, I I did well enough in French, but I was like, I don't see the point in paying mm-hmm. for a foreign language. I'd rather experience it, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, so I ended up changing my minor to chemistry and sociology, and I loved it. Yeah. I got to learn about people. Huh? So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my majors and minors, um, I came in, I knew I wanted to do biology, because I, I loved biology in high school, so I knew I wanted to do that. Um, and one thing that I really struggled with, because I was a student athlete, 
And I was the only biology major who's a student athlete, but there was other biology majors that were pre-med. So I definitely was like conflicted going back and forth to switching to health sciences because everyone was health sciences, but I was biology. And my advisors would be like, you have to be biology if you want to go in the medical field. So I, I know that was something I really struggled with because I was struggling in these biology classes and all the other student athletes were like kicking it. And I was, um, I was dying. I felt like I was dying. But so... I stuck with biology and I'm actually really happy I did that looking back at it um, and then I minored in chemistry too and then I minored in sociology and I'm really glad I did because I had a lot of free extra credits with my biology major so I did sociology and um, I loved it I ended up taking like sociology of medicine and I feel like that really opened my eyes to like all the social determinants of health and mm-hmm. so if you do have a chance we'll probably touch on it in later episodes but do take classes in undergrad that like you enjoy absolutely and really like what she was saying earlier really bring out the other side of you true yeah um so then let's talk about where you plan to be after medical school so like you know kind of physician all of that yeah so right now I think I want to go into OB I'm gonna be an OBGYN um and I want to maybe have my own practice. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Um, and then I want to have a family and Girl. get married. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours? So I definitely want to be an orthopedic surgeon at this oh, point. I said definitely. Go, that girl. was hefty. On that that definitely. Was. I don't know about definitely. But I, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Um, I would like to, I think I'm good working in a hospital. I think that's good. Um, my thing, I just really want to help as many people as I can which is cliche I know but (laughs) but um yeah I I feel like if I'm in a hospital urban area you know hopefully kid and family yeah um if these young men can get it together but (laughs) but um yeah no so I definitely want to be in an urban area and I feel like as an orthopedic surgeon I could see wide range of people you know old Mm -hmm. young plenty different demographics so yeah be working with women Turn up. I'm okay with that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay with that. Um, uh, yeah. I guess next we can jump into what's your biggest fear about going into this career path? So, well, I'll say, because there's a lot of fears that I have as, like, when I'm a doctor, but thus far, I feel like to this point, my biggest fear as a student, at least, has been... It's hard. I mean, it... And and I think one of my biggest fears, I'm trying to think of how to word it. My biggest fears at this point is just getting so far and then feeling like I'm unable to accomplish the way that I've projected I've I will be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like like I feel like so far I've gotten over hurdles that I didn't imagine would happen. Yeah. And so like just as we go through these hurdles, I feel like I get a better grasp and I just don't wanna get to the point where I'm like this is too much, I can't handle it. Yeah. And I'm not the type of person to give up at all, so I can't even imagine that being an issue, but if it were to happen, that's, like, my biggest fear. Yeah. I guess my biggest fear is probably, like, it's similar to yours, but mine's more of, like, not being enough. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like by the time we get to where we are, like, I hope, like, I like I do enough to get the board score I want, do enough to get to the program I want. Like Absolutely enough like am I going to be conflicted like being a mother and like having a family so that's one thing I really struggle with is like doing enough and I know like I try and take every 
day like one day at a time absolutely because it's hard like whenever you start thinking about your future and like all the things you have to do and like all the check boxes you feel like you have to check absolutely and then you always feel like you're not doing enough you're not doing what they're doing and so you just feel out of place that's why we don't compare ourselves yes you just stop because there's no boxes to check <laughs> you're right you wrote this journey mm-hmm. it's your <laughs> sorry <laughs> um oh okay go ahead yeah i guess another one is i guess what you didn't know about that about being a doctor or like what it required oh well what we learned about ourselves yeah okay you learned about yourself so, um, something I've learned about myself on this journey is that I am incredibly resilient. Oh. Um, I feel like, and honestly, that is something you le- I learned that you have to be about being a doctor. You have to be. You have to be resilient. You have to have that ability to snap back, you know, experience your hardship. Do it. Yeah. Like, really understand what happened, what went wrong, how yeah. you can change. But at the end of that experience, you have to know how to bring it all back and keep going yeah. and that is like something that I've learned even and I, I realized as a doctor like that's what the field is about yeah. you know yeah. you're gonna have loss you're gonna have hardship you're gonna have a patient that you don't know what is going on yeah but at the end of the day you have to be able to reel it in and keep going and, and yeah. do your best to diagnose you know what I mean yeah. so um yeah resilience yeah. all the way because and the, that goes back to like not comparing yourself too because I feel like uh, as like people and as humans like we're really good at hiding like what we're going through and so I feel like you always like see other people like not going through hardships and like getting A's getting this like getting, getting everything 11 yeah. acceptances <laughs> <laughs> getting the perfect MCAT score and you're like but I'm getting a 480 like how'd you get that Study for two weeks and get a 528 cool. yeah and then you see all these people hardships and then you just keep pushing and you're not seeing those same results that mm-hmm. they are and you think they're not going through hardships but every, like what we said earlier everyone's paths different journeys are different so it's like and you never know what they're yeah doing. so just yeah. be resi- resilient great because you always have to be resilient and not worry about what other people are doing because Everyone will go through hardships at different times for different Oh, this whole process, you got to go through a hardship. Like, a hardship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If not, just one. There's got to be one. Go ahead. Yeah. I guess for me, one thing I learned about myself is, like, my learning style. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. In undergrad, I definitely try to mediate my learning style depending on what other people around me were doing. Like, if this girl I knew, she got, like, a really good test score, and she said she just, like right over the PowerPoint, I would try and do that. I didn't really know what the best way for me to study was. So after I feel, um, I know a lot of people kind of diss on post-bac programs, but I feel like the post-bac program I did, I really came to terms and like agreements. And I was like, I can't do what other people are doing. Like I need to figure out what I need to do to be where Mm -hmm. I need to be. So I know like when I started my program, like I made like a list of goals for myself. And I was like, one thing I definitely shied away from in undergrad was like going to office hours asking questions so like I promised myself I was like every day you have to ask at least five questions like throughout the day mm-hmm. and for me that really helped me like step out of my comfort zone because I'm 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 like a naturally shy person so that was like kind of hard for me so that's one thing I learned about myself is like how I need to study so, girl I'm like yeah. obsessed with post-bac programs after it's just <laughs> it's a really important way to like like acknowledge that what you're doing doesn't work yeah, and and that's really important. And no, and that's hard to come to terms with. Absolutely. When you think everything you're doing is 
Right, and it's not. I mean, or, or to the point where it's just like, doing what I've done got me this far. It got me a degree. Yeah. You know? So it should work. Mm-hmm. And just taking that and accepting, like, look, I need help. And then going to a post-bac and they'd be like, yeah, you need help. That's <laughs> how, yeah, that's how I'm going to help you because you will, don't want to do it. <laughs> look, I will advocate for a post-bac. So. But that's another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any more pointers about ourselves that we had listed? I guess, do you want to talk about your extracurriculars? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, so we I, seem I like, like we're diverse did, people. Right. <laughs> we actually have lives. <laughs> I feel like I did so much in undergrad. I did, like, goes blank. I did <laughs> a radio show. I did the, I was yeah. on the radio for a little bit. Um, I definitely did, like, volunteer, shadow, you know, the typical extracurriculars. I crocheted. So there was that. She taught me how to crochet, guys. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. It was. All my friends talked about me. <laughs> Except Flo. Flo was a real one. Yes. So. <laughs> I learned how to make my own scarves. So. Turn up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think those are the main things. I feel like I had such odd extracurricular sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this vet and just hang out. And they're like, why are you going to a vet? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it was like bonus points or something. I don't know. But, um. Yeah, go ahead. I guess, what did I do? So I volunteered Shadow 2. We were both in APO together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a student athlete. I ran track and cross country. What else did I do? Oh, I forgot. I definitely, I was a campus ambassador. Oh, yeah. I gave there tours. There was a lot of stuff. Right. There. I gave tours. I'm going to think what else did I do. Oh, I'm, I, I was like, I took a couple of music classes because I played the piano and clarinet. So I did that in undergrad. Gun side. I was in band. Yeah, for a year in college, so there was that. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't do that. I just took the marching bands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I was an RA, so I was bossing people around for like a year. Yes, <laughs> that was a fun time. Just odd things. I so. know. And these things are really—they're big on like building a personality outside of a medical student, a pre-medical student. Like, you have to have some type of character that's not just book smart um, and always in a hospital so yeah doing extracurriculars really helped especially when I was like doing my application my private yeah. it was so helpful to be like oh I didn't just study I or work more than just a piece of paper yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah and I feel the extracurriculars really take your mind off of school and studying what you have to do because I know I worked too mm-hmm. in undergrad so like going to work I just focused on work take a break from your books for a second so mm-hmm. yeah yeah do we have any more pointers I think we're good cool so we want to give some insight on what's to come <laughs> we definitely have it arranged in the segments typically for other um, episodes so we'll have a st- we'll start with a quote and typically the quote will be relevant yeah. to what we're talking about today but if not it's just going to be a nice booster or something. Yeah, something you could take with you for the week if you need a little pick me up exactly so <laughs> we got you <laughs> right so the quote is actually called elders elevations and so this is uh each segment is named after someone influential in science of some yeah. sort um so we have that and then the next segment is going to be Hours, our main segment, so that's going to be our stepping stones. Yeah, and um, that doesn't have a segment named after someone scientific, I guess. Yeah, that's the exception. Um, and then we have the next segment, which is going to be our hidden Jemisons. And so, do you want to say? Who yeah, Jemison I guess. Is? Yeah, she 
It's Mae Jemison, and she was the first African American to go to space, and then after, female African American. Oh, female African American to go to space, and then she came back, and she got her MD. Yeah. So, so as if going to space wasn't enough. Yeah. She just turned around and got her MD like it was killing it. Yeah. That was her extracurricular. Yeah. Oh, and then elders, like you mentioned oh, earlier, sorry. that was the first black physician appointed Surgeon General. So. Yes. So uh, these are big people. Doing big things. And uh, the next part, so the hidden gemisons are basically programs that we found that are programs that we wish were available to us. Yeah. So it'll be like summer programs for students in undergrad. Some of them might be post-bac programs. Some of them might be scholarship opportunities or things like that. Yeah. Things that you can apply to that will basically be a great addition to your application or it's going to really strengthen your MCAT ability, uh, yeah. strengthen you as a student. Anything to really shape up whoever we're talking to. Yeah. And uh, these are programs geared, they're geared towards minority students. Yeah. So um, mainly, yeah, all of the programs we're gonna call out are just programs that say like, underrepresented minorities encouraged to apply, things yeah. like that. We'll definitely have other programs that aren't just minority specific, mm -hmm. but I mean, the point of this podcast is to Give you reach guys. out, yeah. you know, and be of a resource, yeah. so. Cause um, we met doing like a minority program absolutely. and we were just talking about it cause we both didn't even know about the program unless someone was like, who was above us was like applied to this program. Yeah. So we just. Do you want to talk about how we found out about the program? Oh yeah, yeah. So I actually had a family friend who like went to the med school I'll be attending, and I didn't even know they were here. But somehow we got connected, and I met up with them for dinner, and they were like, "Yeah, my med school has this program. Like you should apply because it's to help you with the MCAT, and they give you all these like the program we met at. They like you get an M, the Kaplan MCAT course. Yeah, a full course. For a full course, um, you get paid to do the program. Like right. We got paid to do the program. Uh, we got an MCAT housing, course. Housing, food, food, everything. And it was six weeks. Yeah, six weeks, and all you did was study for the MCAT. And then we got a stipend. Yeah, like it was a great program, and <laughs> yeah. I would have missed out on this amazing opportunity just because I didn't know I was supposed to do my research and like Absolutely. reach out and find programs. So that's how I heard about the program. How did you hear about it? One of my coworkers was a, so one of my coworkers, her mentor is the uh, diversity coordinator for the actual program. Yeah. And so literally serving, we served together. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, you're taking the MCAT. You should apply for this program. So yeah. it's just things like that. Like these resources should not just be word of mouth. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. And it, when we actually got to the program, we all, like, one night we were talking, we were like, oh, how'd you hear about the program? And there was only one of us out of how many? Like, 30. 30 who was like, oh, I researched it on my own. And to us, we were like, that's a problem because why, like, why, why weren't we researching these things? Like, why well, was he... Why wasn't it publicized? Public, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To research, yeah. Yeah, and we wouldn't even know how to research these things. That's so true. we want to just be a, a resource at the end of the day. I mean, really, we just don't want anybody else to just fall into a program and be like, oh, I heard about it because X, Y, Z. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk all about that. Um, and we actually have a great program to tell you about next week. So tune in. We'll yeah. segue. Um, and then another segment that we have mm -hmm. is our Mahoney messages. Yes. And so do you want to tell them who Mahoney yes. is? So Mahoney was the first black RN so a lot, one thing we want to focus on, we want to have like different guests and um, come on to the show and explain to the to, to explain their point of view because 
in medicine, we all work together. Absolutely. Nurses, pharmacists. Um, I mean, residents. Residents, yeah, doctors. They're, they're a cohesive team. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times, if we have a guest, we want them to add a different perspective. Yeah. We want it to be someone that's going to have an opinion different from our own. Yeah. So um, we will have, like, people of different, definitely, like, economic backgrounds, people with different relationship status than ours. Um, different, ages, yeah, different ages, different cities, races, absolutely, yeah. all of that. So we just want to make it a really well-rounded experience for anybody listening. Mm -hmm. um, and just let them know that, yeah, we're trying to make you the best physician you can be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so. yeah, in the medical field, it seems like it's not diverse, but you actually have to you have to have a diverse eye and mindset to be able to treat patients because. One day you might have, you might see all the, the same patients and the next day it's going to be someone you've never seen. And what's so odd about it is yeah. like the doctors, like the, the diversity of doctors is very minimal, mm -hmm. right? But the patient population, huge. Like you could see any range of people. Yeah. And that's what's so ironic. It's like you want to be able to connect with as many people as possible with as many, you bring as many backgrounds as you've you know, educated yourself yeah. on. And so that's really what's important. Because at the end of the day, you can be a majority in medicine, but if mm -hmm. you have the range of experiences that make you just as diverse as any underrepresented minority, that's that's what matters. Have yeah. those experiences. So we want to boost up the minority students, of course, um, <laughs> just to help them gain a diverse background. Just yeah. so. Because you can never walk in someone's shoes, but you can... You can empathize. Yeah, you can empathize with their experiences and Turn what up. they've been through. That's so. a word. Oh, facts. <laughs> what a word. <laughs> so back to Mahoney messages. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mahoney messages are basically going to be listener letters. So we want you to email us, um, and we're going to give you our email. We want you to reach out. We want you to um, definitely ask questions. We'll talk about the questions on here. Yeah. We can make them anonymous if you'd like. Let us know. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely give us your experiences. Talk about some of the hardships you've faced or some of the points where you were just like so overwhelmingly accomplished that you just have to share it. Yeah. So anything like that. Um, I guess any of the programs you've done absolutely. that you want us to highlight on this that we didn't find because they were hidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if we mention a, a program, tell us about it. Tell yeah. us how you experienced it and if you would suggest it, you know. Yeah. So, um, definitely give us some of that. We'll definitely have that segment so that we can tell you that there's other people out there similar to us. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, oh, I had another point. We'll just keep going. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's tell them the email. So, okay. uh, it's melanin in medicine. Zero two. This <laughs> is important. Zero two. <laughs> cool. Melanin in in medicine. Oh Zero two. Okay. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Um, and then our Instagram is also just melanin in medicine. Yes, indeed. So follow us. And it's us. Yeah. I look really lost. No. So, yeah. Flo looks really fancy. So. No. no. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that's going to be our little show. Our little podcast. I know. And we've got our nice little segments. Nice and organized for you guys. And we really just want to, if you haven't gotten that point already, we really want to help. So we're trying, we're trying guys. Just try with us or make yeah. us help you try that one. That's that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, sure. So on that note, <laughs> well, oh, and then we'll also, we're planning to do an episode once a week 
Absolutely. And we're thinking they're going to range from 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, we'll probably just pop it up every Monday. So, aim for Mondays. Yeah, look for us. Yeah, so this episode was kind of short. We've got a bunch of different ideas coming up. Um, so we'll just list off some of those ideas. Yeah. We want you to know what you're looking forward to. So uh, up for sure is the MCAT. We're going to tell you all of our resources. We're going to tell you everything we know about it. Um, all the stuff that we experienced it. I took it twice. How many times did you take? I took it three times. Hello. I'm not even embarrassed about it. So. No, girl. And that's okay. So we're going to tell you everything we know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and definitely if anybody has any stories about that, email it share it we can make it anonymous if you want this kid do you want to tell them what happened during your own cat oh we'll get to that okay <laughs> we'll get to that. hers was a quite an example <laughs> right so we'll definitely tell you about that what's another one um i guess we're going to talk about non-traditional students we are both non-traditional students and i feel like medicine is moving towards more non-traditional students yeah so that's a big thing because I feel like I felt lost when I was graduating undergrad and I was like, oh, not getting to med school. Okay, don't know what to do. Huh, yeah. not being a non-traditional student. Yeah. I didn't want to be, but. <laughs> um, we'll definitely talk about relationships and basically juggling family, relationships, life, all of that out like in medical school um, and just during this process because my mom says all the time, she's like, you going to medical school is a family effort. Like, my mom, my mom says that too. When I yeah. cry and I call her, she, she'll tell me, she'll be like, I'm hurting too. Like, you're not the only one. Because sometimes I think you get so absorbed in it, you think you're the only one hurting. My mom would always be like, no, I'm hurting with you. Yeah. We're both hurting. We're going to cry today. <laughs> I mean, my mom picked up a part-time job so that oh. I can do this. And she's like, yeah, I'm working for you. Like, I want you to be able to make your dreams come true. So, and she just wants to brag that I'm a doctor because she's been <laughs> doing it since I started undergrad. So, um, right. what's another one? Um, we're going to talk about different research opportunities um, and talk about the importance of research because I've learned some, I think a lot of the stigma of going to medical school is that you have to do research, but some schools aren't looking for that. So, if that's not your thing, yeah, some schools don't care. Yeah. Which is actually really upsetting when you've like broke your back to do research. Yeah, right. So, we're <laughs> going to talk about the different opportunities and the pros and cons of research. So. Right. We're going to talk about how to choose your school Ooh. and uh, choosing a medical school, figuring out what your deal breakers are, figuring out what your priority is, things like that. Where so. you want to live. Some just... Who you want to be surrounded by. Because mm-hmm. some of those schools are are only surrounded by select few people. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, and some people might like that. So really just figuring out what your priorities are and what you're looking for in medical school because that's important. It's four years. So, yeah. Four years is Any more? short times. I guess different master's degrees just kind of goes to oh, yeah. tracks. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And just talking about the different ways you can go about it. Not everybody's going to go about it the same way. Not everybody's going to finish uh, undergrad in four years and then take their MCAT the junior year and then get a perfect 528 on the MCAT and then apply to Harvard and get on in there. And if you did, shout out to you. you you're killing You are welcome the as a guest yeah. anytime. Yes, because you te- teach us. Teach me. Um, but yeah, no. So not everybody's going to have the same path. And so we want to let you know all the different ways that you can go about, hey, getting your white coat and get into that surgery room by yourself and with your staff and killing it. Not killing it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh god. Doing yoga. Doing 
perfecting your craft. Same. That one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'll just let you talk for me because that's probably safer. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we just really want to be a resource. We really want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just want to be like, you know, ouchia. So that's all we got for you today. Um, thanks for tuning in. Yes. And we, we appreciate you. Appreciate you. So, and you should appreciate yourself. So do something sweet for yourself. So, on that note, you guys have a good day. See you later. Bye. Okay. Oh.